We are into our second sermon in our series of six on theology of work. And we cannot talk about theology on work without having a theology also of rest. Just as we believe that God has ordained work, God has also ordained rest. And today, we see this uh, in the beginning of Genesis, where God both ordained work and rest. And today, our reading comes from the Ten Commandments. So let me go into the scripture reading. Verse 8, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us open in prayer. Let us pray. Lord, as we come before you and ponder on the Sabbath day of rest, we ask that you speak to us and how we may use this time to worship you, honor you, glorify your name. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. My retiree friend said to me this week in my face, you're not fit to preach because you don't practice what you preach. You worked on your Sabbath day of rest. Not only that, you used it to prepare your sermon, rest from work. So I was trying to explain to my retiree friend, you know, we are different. Our context is different. I come from a church which is a very big congregation. And it is not easy for me to say to my parishioners, make sure on six other days you can get me on the phone or WhatsApp me and make sure deaths and funerals don't occur on my 24 hours of Sabbath rest. But he wasn't convinced. And so he kept at it. So I tried to explain to him, you know, Although it is my off day, I need to set the questions to send to my co-workers because if I observe that day not working, then I would have to push many things by 24 hours. It will affect my co-laborers in the ministry and in the office. The slides that needed to be prepared, things had been put up in the website and then the people in the IT choosing songs and so many, there'll be a chain reaction. But my friend wasn't convinced. He said, you can pray harder, you can trust in God more, you can claim on God's promises. How many of you think my friend is not wrong? Yeah, he's not wrong in that thinking. And you would realize that when we come to the Sabbath day of rest, there is a whole spectrum of understanding and a whole spectrum of how we implement it. You would see that my friend has a very strict way of observing a Sabbath day of rest, while I have a more relaxed and more flexible way of observing the Sabbath day of rest. 
I would imagine that Jesus would have a lot of such conversations with his friends. He had friends who were Pharisees. I would imagine talking to people like Nicodemus, talking to people like Joseph of Arimathea. They would be very strict in their observance of Sabbath. And how Jesus would be saying, as he said to some others, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. And so he said, the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. So he tries to explain probably to many of these because in his time, Many of the sects and many of the rabbis had their interpretation of Sabbath until it became such a burden to the people trying to, to steer around and what can I do? What would constitute to work? How much can I lift up? How far can I walk? And it became such a burden. Jesus used this to explain to them the spirit of Sabbath. And I explained to my friend, oftentimes I would use this as a guide what would the Lord of the Sabbath do in a situation I find myself in? Yes, even though it infringes on my Sabbath day of rest, when I should really be dropping work and saying no more phone calls, turning off my phone, but there are situations when I have to ask, what would the Lord of the Sabbath do? Would He minister? Would He comfort would he reach out to someone according to the need of the people? So I want to suggest to us, as we ponder on the Ten Commandments here and this particular fourth commandment today, that our discipline of Sabbath rest from work is a discipline of loving God. Really, it comes down to that. Because the people of the covenant understood that it was a commitment they all made when God saved them and freed them. And it was their commandment. This is a daily creed that an observant Jew would, would recite every morning to love God with all heart, soul and strength. And they all knew that this was their commitment to the Lord. And how do they understand loving God? They translated it into the laws. They realized that as they followed the law, they were trying to be like God, to be as holy as God would be because His laws helped them align to His purpose, follow the nature of the Lord. And so it was their part of loving God when they embraced the commandments of God. And so we see here what God told them. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. For six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. And so we see that God gave them a model to follow. That yes, there is work that is ordained by God. Six days He worked, but there is also rest ordained by God. And how God made it holy, blessed, and consecrated that day. And so their understanding is observing Sabbath has to do with imitating God and our worship, how we make sacrifices. We trust God on that day because we dropped our tools. We do not go to the farm. We obey God because He instituted it. 
We honor God by just letting go. We make sacrifices from one day of making money or our regular toil and work and duties and let go and be with the Father. A day of worship. However, how we would implement that differs from person to person. The original word for Sabbath comes from stopping work, just ceasing from work. But it is like, this is what we do for God's sake. We just drop everything, learn to love Him with our lives and worship Him. Now, some would observe the 24-hour method, uh, sundown on Friday till sundown on Saturday, the classical Sabbath day. But the early church transferred their Sabbath observance to the Lord's day because they realized that they began to worship on Sunday because that was the Resurrection Sunday, the day of the Lord. And so they came together and for many of us, we call Sunday our Sabbath day of rest. But again, there are so many different ways of practicing it. I was in a Bible college in the US. And in my Bible college, there was a rule. On Sunday, the tennis courts are not open for use. So you see, all of us students, Monday to Saturday, we had our lessons. We would be sitting in our lectures, sitting in the dining hall, sitting for chapel, sitting in front of our computers, sitting in the library. And on Sunday, when there are no lessons, library is closed, no tennis also. Because it's Sabbath to the Lord. And you would imagine that this college and my retiree friend would be together in their way of interpreting Sabbath. Yes, this is how we honor God. This is how we worship God. And some of us may embrace that view. It is all right. But it is an issue of asking ourselves how in our context. How would, what would the Lord of the Sabbath do in loving God, in worshiping God, in our lives being glorifying to God? And I would imagine that Jesus would heal, Jesus would comfort, Jesus would bless. And to me, Jesus would probably bring his tennis racket out on a Sunday and say, come guys, you've been sitting down too long, come and have a game of tennis with me. And I think our discipline of Sabbath rest from work also has to do with loving ourselves. It is a discipline we need to love ourselves. And again, from the commandments, God said, six days you shall labor and do your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. And our theology of work cannot go on without understanding our theology of rest. It has to do with our work-life balance. It has to do with finding my me time, time for me to really rest, renew, have leisure, time out for my soul, my body, my friendships, my relationships, my family. But of course, we need to ask ourselves, how would we then honour that? Because for some of us, we only need four hours of sleep each night and we are able. 
another person sleeping eight hours a night is still never enough. And so we realize that what is rest to one may not necessarily be enough for another. So we ask ourselves, what is it like? But you realize that God wants us to build in sacred margins and rhythms within our work life so that we can find that time to be properly rested, body, soul, and spirit. Let me share with you this verse from uh, 1 John 5, 3. Yes, it says, This is love for God to keep His commands. And His commands are not burdensome. We do agree with the first part, how if we keep Sabbath, we recognize that it is in order to glorify the Lord. But, you know, we mustn't think of God's commands as a weight or a burden. But it is something to give us joy. It is something to give us life. The abundant and fulfilled life that He wants to give us. Don't ever think of God's commands as something that's like a weight around your shoulders or around your neck. You're always dragging yourself and you say, Oh, my non-Christian friends, they have it easier because they don't have these restrictions that I have. They are there really to guide us and to prosper us. Let me give you an example. A car owner's manual. When I buy a car and I'm so excited with my new car and I'm, I'm about to take it out for a drive, the manager says, stop, stop, Mr. Lim, before you drive out. Here is a designer's car owner's manual. You better read it and observe the instructions that are given in it. I say, no, this is not my first car. I've got so many old cars, different brands, continental cars, Japanese cars, Australian cars. And I know I've been driving for the last 40 years. Don't teach me all this. But he says, no, Mr. Lim, you have to follow exactly as the instruction manual tells you. The kind of oil you need when you do your oil change, the grade of petrol you use, even your tire and your tire pressure and your servicing plan. Make sure you follow this because it is all planned by the designer of the car. And don't come back to us one day with a phone call and say, what's wrong with this noise in my car? Or I'm along the highway and it's stalling. You have to follow the plan because it is done by the designers to give you the best performance in this machine for its good long life. So don't trash your car. And I will try to follow that religiously because I want my car to perform as best as it can and keep to the instructions that the designer has given me. And in many ways, the commandments in the Bible are like that. He says, the commands are not burdensome. Don't think of all this as God being a party pooper. Like, oh, give it to them so that they have it not so well as compared to their non-Christian friends. No, it is the designer's instructions for our life, for our body, soul and spirit so that we get the best out of life, the abundance of life, that we may be healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, relationally. It is for our well-being that we live fulfilled lives. So too this commandment when God gives, 
It is part of loving ourselves. It is part of finding joy, finding fulfillment. And we need to ask ourselves, how may I build in, according to the principle of Sabbath, secret margins and rhythms within my work life, daily, weekly, monthly, annually. I want that because I need it and it is for my well-being, my me time, my recovery. Think about signing up for our midweek training series, Finding Rest on the 25th of January. And we will give you suggestions on how individually we can plan Sabbath rest from work and be our lifestyle, part of our lifestyle. And I think our Sabbath rest from work is also important because it is part of our discipline of loving our neighbor. And this is how the commandments put it. We should not do any work, but not just us. It says here, your son, your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, your alien resident in your towns. So when we honour and observe Sabbath, there's an impact not just of our worship, not just on our well-being, there's also a culture that is there that affects our home, our place of work, our sphere of influence, because God wants that culture. This is the heart of God, the heart of God that goes to the weak, to the needy, the powerless, the undeserving, because it is a justice and mercy towards the neighbour. How God honours this, and He wants us to honour the Sabbath day of rest. It is also important for them their me time. Last week, last week in uh, Pastor Raymond's sermon, he mentioned about a boss from hell that is Christian. Now, in my experience, I had many bosses from hell uh, when I was a regular in the army and also in the ministry. You'd be surprised. But, you know, these people are natural it is not that they are out to give us a hard time because they are really high flyers. They are very sharp, very intelligent, very efficient. They only sleep three or four hours a night. How do I know? You read their emails. You will know. They hardly sleep. They are always on the go and they are always driving, driving, driving. Many of us who work with these people have an inferiority complex. We feel a state of fear and panic because we are always not up to it and they are always drivers, driving. I'll tell you about two I had. I won't tell you in person because we all in the army gave these senior officers nicknames. But you get an idea of what it is like working with them. One of them, his nickname was Energizer. And in those days, there was this Duracell advertisement and this machine that kept going on and on and on non-stop. And he was like that. If you are near him, he's got new ideas. He's two or three steps ahead of you. And you know, if there's a book to be read or a paper to be done, he would be ahead of you and you will always be playing catch up with him. Energizer. Another senior officer... And all these superman bosses, 
always go to the top. I suppose they are all wired that way and they're so talented. They're always at the top. Another one, we call him General Patton. After that uh, World War II general who was so fierce, not only was he feared by the enemy, his own troops were so frightened of him. They would rather face the enemy and the war front than to face their general. And he was such a driver. Everyone couldn't keep up with him. Um, and, and I worked with two such persons when I was in the army. You know what it is like when you have people like that, you know? They don't need a break. There's one pastor like that, and I was talking to another uh, pastor working close to this and said, how is it like working with... Well, he said, well, working with this pastor has greatly improved my prayer life. (laughs) That is a very polite way of saying, we are always put to the test. You know, this person is so way ahead of us, so many visions and plans, and hardly sleeps. We are always panting, working with this person. But you know, I'm sure we have such people in our midst. And the honouring of Sabbath has to do with people like you. Because you may be that boss from hell. You may be that parent. You may be that team leader. You may be that uh, head of department. And because you're wired that way, everyone else is really panting when they're working with you. And that's why loving our neighbor is part of our honoring of Sabbath. Because it is part of recognizing that not only do we worship God, not only do we honor ourselves and it is loving ourselves, we are also loving our neighbor. In fact, the Deuteronomy version of the Ten Commandments, when it referred to this fourth commandment, gave them that impression that don't forget the oppressive ways of the Pharaoh when you were in Egypt. So the reason for stopping work and implementing it for your neighbor has to do with being humane and recognizing that you had a hard time of oppression when you were in Egypt. So in this fourth commandment, it is also about loving your neighbor. So for those of us who don't need a break, whether you are parent, you're head of department, you are a boss, you are a team leader, you are a pastor, ministry leader, honor the Sabbath for your neighbor's sake. When you do that, you develop a culture a culture where you honour your neighbour's need for rest, for me time, for their family, for their friends. So here we are when we think about rest from work. Our theology of work needs to take into consideration our theology of rest. And each one of us has to work that out, how we honour God and glorify God with it. It is our discipline of loving God our discipline of imitating God in rest, using it as a consecrated time of worship and of service. It is also our discipline of loving ourselves. We need it. Drawing sacred rhythms and margins 
so that we observe the rest for our body, soul, and spirit, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, annually. It is part of our discipline of loving our neighbor because when we honor that, we develop this culture in our area of influence and it blesses them too because they need it as much as we do. So in conversation with friends, Jesus used this understanding. He says that we are to love God with our all as the first commandment. And he says the second is to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And so Jesus said, you know, on all, all the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. So it's like he's summing up to say, you need to understand that the spirits, the very spirit of the Old Testament has to do with loving the Lord, loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. So when we observe this fourth commandment, as we learn to honor that in our lives, let us also recognize that as we do that, we are also doing it in the spirits of the Old Testament that Jesus is talking about. Let us close in prayer. Let us pray. So Lord, we bring ourselves before you today. We thank you for you are our Lord God who redeemed us. Would you come and teach us what it means to honour you with our work and to honour you with our rest that we may set aside our Sabbath to glorify you with all that we are. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.